Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Welcome. How are you doing today? Good? Glad to see you. I am Katie Petrick, joined as always by David Fiorazzo. Merry Christmas. <laughs> he is all about Christmas. Are you all about Christmas? I am as well. We share all of that in common. And you know what else we share in common? The love of America. And so I want to show a little love to our sponsor, Switch to America. Because as we continue to move along through this Christmas season, it is important to support small businesses that are here in the U.S. of A. And we can all do that by visiting our friends at switchtoamerica.com. Katie's right. Visit switchtoamerica.com right now to see all the alternatives to the everyday items you use that are made right here in the USA. Again, switchtoamerica.com. If you love and support this country, please support American companies. All right, well, we're going to head over to New Jersey, where apparently it's simply <clears throat> okay. Why not? Absolutely, just another Tuesday when you pull students out of class to perform in drag for just a select private group, invite-only group of school staff. David, yes, what's happening in those New Jersey schools? This is a little disturbing. A as, little? A little? Not unlike most of what we cover here <laughs> on Educated, but the headline, Outrage, Underage Students Perform in Drag for Staff at invite-only school event. So it's bad enough these re performances for families are popping up all around the country with adults um, performing, but this New Jersey high school is taking it to the next level where underage students are performing in drag for adults. Let's take a look at the first video. So imagine our frustration when passes were given to selected students on October 27th to leave our class at 1.30 to participate in the school-sponsored drag show. Instead of our students being engaged in academic time, they were applying makeup and changing into their drag costumes. Well, it looks like we've put a whole new meaning to the word adult entertainment here, haven't we, Board of Ed? Adult entertainment used to mean adults going to strip clubs, watching other adults engage in sexual behavior. Well now, thanks to this board, we see adult entertainment as a bunch of high school staff watching young children for their entertainment. The question is, is this an academic institution or is this an ideological institution? If I were to identify as an elephant or wanted to change into an elephant, that would be okay if I was a toddler. But as an adult, a real academic institution would teach me that it was scientifically and biologically impossible. It would, in fact, be a mental disorder, and I should be referred to for psychiatric help. Because in reality, a drag queen performance is sexually grooming children, and that's unacceptable in this community. Amen. Well, Thank you. Well, well, well. And that's happening at Hunterton Central Regional High School in Flemington, New Jersey. And it was the student club Pulse. People understanding love serves everyone. Oh, jeez. That was, is led by faculty advisor Heather Baldwin, and clearly Heather Baldwin was not one of the teachers standing up there, oh. uh, who held the student perform Drake show on the school property. Shh, in secret. In secret. In secret. Because it was, it, there's an email that got sent out by Heather Baldwin. It said, ah. good morning, exclamation point. The Pulse students are putting on an invite-only this is your invite. 
drag show in the Little Theater Block 5 today. If you would like to come and support the students in their efforts to create fun drag looks, please feel free to drop by and join us. If we would replace that email with a, we have students today who are wanting to do, you know, what's a, a, an activity kids like to do? Oh, they're going to play video games because it's fun in Block 5 today. Come on down and support them. Obviously, you'd be like, no, they should be in school. It's academic time. They should be learning. But it's okay because if they want to dress up in drag, that's an improved activity at the school. Uh, what if you had, a, under the guise of a science, no true science, you said, let's look at some biblical archaeology. If you want to come down to the... You know, During block five, come probably on get, down you know, and you support. Know, come and support the, out of the school for suggesting such a thing. Exactly. But hey, hey, what are we to say? There's people who support this. All right, my name is Andrew Midgley. I'm a school psychologist and a staff member here at Hunterdon Central. Um, so I am here to talk about the uh, Pulse Club and the drag show. Um, as a staff member at Hunterdon Central for the past two years, I've been consistently impressed at how supportive many of my colleagues are for our LGBTQ students. Um, I see tremendous value in the support offered by the Pulse Club and events such as the drag show. Okay, Katie, I think this is the week of, this is the week of air quotes on educated and let's talk about the school psychologist. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, I mean, he's seen such support, you know, from his staff and fellow things, so that makes it all okay. Because it's, you know, cuz it's support, so then it, it makes everything else okay. Throw morality out the window. We don't yep. need that. Yep. This is all about feelings and feeling like you're being supported. And that's what happens at all these events that we always talk about because it's all about their feelings. It's not about truth. It's not about reality. It's just about what they, me, me, me feel when I feel, feel, feel it. <sighs> well, how did they find out about this? The event was brought to the community's attention three days after it took place. Of course, after. Yes, after. after. Yeah, yes. parents weren't notified and nobody else was. No, it no. was secret. Um, when an email was leaked to the New Jersey Project, it's an organization that advocates for parents' rights in public schools. Imagine that. Imagine parents having rights. I imagine in all the people. Public schools, which, and they wrote about the event on the, the blog, uh, Chaos and Control. But this is just amazing. I still, I forgot that when I read the story, I forgot the, that Pulse thing. It's just amazing the different acronyms and different uses of, they're promoting people understanding love serves everyone. Well, of course love serves anyone. Well, then you got to define love, right, Katie? We can't define what a woman is. We can't define anything. Let's be honest here. The, 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 back to the school psychologist who yeah. <laughs> is four-year degree just to sit there. And, you know, school psychologists actually used to be, like, beneficial to students. And now I think they just are detrimental, yeah. immensely detrimental yeah. to the children because the children may come to them with what would seemingly be a minor issue or something they just need to talk through. And these school psychologists now are told to just cram down everything that they learn in their colleges. Yeah. As we know what kids are learning in college, or adults are learning in college, and then they just pass it along to the children. But anyway, the school psychologist, how he said that it brings tremendous value to students. And I argue that reading, writing, and arithmetic bring tremendous value to students. Can we try that? Just just once yeah teaching actual information that will help kids in their lives after high school that would bring value by the way my dad I bring this up every now and then 30 years in education uh, he would roll over it at, at some of this and I, I can't imagine his response he was a high school guidance counselor started off as an English teacher then went to high school guidance counselor for most of his career and I'm thinking 
this school psychologist counselor what they're telling the kids now um it's just mind-blowing but anyway still to come a librarian in ohio is facing some tough questions after sharing what else but an lgbtq book with 11 year olds and then asking how many of them were gender fluid or non-binary hmm that's next if you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. More and more English teachers are doing anything but teaching English. And now it's the Hastings Middle School sixth grade English teachers from the Upper Arlington School District in Ohio who are joining the club. The Hastings sixth grade English language arts ELA teachers have teamed up or did team up, I guess, with the Upper Arlington Public Library and they decided to invite the youth librarian Alex Burris to make recommendations for books related to classes which currently is class's reading theme of coming of age. Now, during this presentation, Ugh. Burris reportedly recommended nine books to all the students, but focused mostly on just two books. Mm, which ones did she focus on? Well, uh, most notably, she focused on Anna on the Edge, whose main character is introduced to and explores her gender fluidity. According to a parent whose child was present for that discussion, the youth librarian proceeded to then identify herself as non-binary oh so it might as well have been an autobiography there instead of is. anna it could have been called alex on there the edge is. i tell you anyway and proceeded then to question the children on their understanding of the terms non-binary and transgender <sighs> i guess what happens at this school is every quarter they come up with like a theme the reading theme and of course this quarter the second quarter here is that coming of age because sixth graders as if sixth grade isn't already a what we call a transitional year academically and for your maturity but no no what when they hear transition they think of something else yep. completely and that's what this librarian was doing well katie i'm so thankful that now this has been exposed it's not going to happen anywhere else in the country Never. i'm so thankful that yes. no other schools will ever do this ever okay i want to just look at that cover again anna yeah. on the edge and there's a very subtle but awful message up in the left-hand corner it says step into yourself so isn't that again this idea you're born in the wrong body right step into your true self which is really it's just the ideology right saying that god made a mistake all right you you can now reassign your own gender or whatever but step into yourself this is just it's, it's you gotta pick you. up on these subtle, subtle. Yeah. themes and messages and it's 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 step into yourself about you this is always about you well, and your course. feelings that goes without what saying. you doing you 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 <laughs> yes all right now according to parents during at least one of the presentations because burris had to do this multiple times to the various sixth grade classes so she had a good practice 
practice run each time. Right. Now, uh, the children were asked whether they might be a different gender and whether they have a safe place. Hmm. Raise your hand if you have your safe place. Uh, so that they could discuss these thoughts at home. And of course, why would you do that? Why would you ask these sixth graders whose hand is not raised? Take note. Because that's what they're going to, they're going to pull those uh, kids aside if they don't have that safe place and be like, we can be your safe kinda place. Kind of like uh, data mining, uh, the principle of data mining. Oh, they're, I thought they're, you were going to say like daddy mining, like I'll be your daddy. Oh, gosh. No, because we've talked about this on the show yes. that they, these teachers are like, we are your parents now. Yep. We will take care of you. We oh, will boy. help you. We, anyway, back to this. I guess uh, the teachers, the Hastings library staff, and the aides that allowed presentations to continue in each of the five language arts class periods. So I said, she had a lot of practice doing this. So five Jeez. class periods, they, they did this presentation. Now, several parents, when they found out about this, called the school, voiced their concerns, and one parent said, we need to let this community know what is happening within our schools because right now there are a lot of parents that have no idea what their kids are being exposed to on a daily basis. Adults need to start protecting our children from this constant bombardment of gender confusion and sexuality. Bingo! We've been saying it here, uneducated. Yep. Many, many times. Yep. Many, many times. I'm glad more parents are speaking up. We need to speak out more. We need to actually take action after we say the words. Now, the principal, who of course had no idea that this was happening. Of course. Never knew about it, uh, was notified. And it took somehow 12 days. You say on the, you know, it's the 12th day of Christmas, but not for this one. <laughs> 12 days later, Principal Mike Robertson sent out an email that explained that you know, every quarter, the sixth graders, they talked to someone from the public library and they talked about the theme and how the first quarter was all about survival stories. And now it's about coming of age. So just those two themes right there. I, what's next? What's third and fourth quarter theme? Because if you're doing like survival stories and coming of age, can't we do something a little bit more upbeat and helpful and happy for these children? But no. No, just, no. Just bombard them with all of our issues. Coming of age in not normal coming of age, but their idea of coming of age, and then these survival stories. But anyway. Ka but Katie, I'm sure that parents had the opt-out oh, no, uh, no. rights, and no, they no. knew about this in advance. Oh, come on now, David. Yeah. You're being I, silly yes. now. Dripping no. with sarcasm. <laughs> in, in, in the email, Robertson also said that the public library didn't present a book list prior so that the parents would be able to opt out because... I mean, I'm guessing if they presented the book list, then, oh, no, maybe little Johnny or Sally would have opted out. Uh, so there was no list. And he said that they opened an investigation and that they would find out what, like, what to do about it because they had to talk to legal counsel first. And so they did. After the school district began investigating, then Burris, the librarian, locked up her social media accounts, or I guess non-binary, so I don't, know, I don't know what she goes by. Anyway, uh, investigation findings was that there was a 10-page report. It included an admission by the principal that although he had discussions with some of his staff talking about materials, controversial issues, things like that, parents' rights to opt out. Oops, darn all. He forgot to talk to the English teachers. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the sixth grade. He just skipped the sixth grade he just somehow. Did, well, the sixth grade ELA staff specifically. Ah, so we talked, uh, I, so I we talked to it. everybody else. But somehow those things. sixth grade English teachers, because English class is not where any controversial happenings happen. But uh, that was it. That was, that was the end of it. There yep. was nothing else. Nothing yep. else well, to report here. And you're right there because they said there was no further communication from the school. There was no apology 
for the promotion of gender fluidity to 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds, and more alarming, there was no corrective action, of course, no policy change, no consequences for staff who exposed these children to confusing topics behind their parents' backs. So much going on here. And again, it's not just this school. This story is probably in, I know it's in every state across the country. How many cities and small towns that's yet to be known and, and that's we'll it. report on it when yeah. it happens, well, yeah, when basically, is out. what's going to happen. Well, coming up next, Arizona has become the latest state to offer illegal immigrants a discount on that college tuition. Stay with us. Do you love America? Are you a patriot who desires to preserve the freedoms we enjoy for generations to come? Then let's take action. Every few days, we give our money to the big box stores. How we spend our dollars could be the most important vote. Do these stores promote freedom and American values? Is that where we should be buying our everyday household products for the rest of our lives? What if we just stop? What if we shopped with a family-owned manufacturer who believes in preserving our freedoms? That's why SwitchToAmerica.com was created. SwitchToAmerica.com gives patriots the ability to walk away from the big box stores forever. This is a movement that pledges allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. SwitchToAmerica.com. Take action if you love this country. Here is a great way to show it. SwitchToAmerica.com. College is expensive. Yes. Well, wait. College was expensive for all of us who paid back student loans. Anyway, so we're going to make it easier <laughs> because of how expensive it is. And uh, states are giving in-state tuition, not to all the students, just to those students who are not even legal in this country. What? The non-legal citizens. And Arizona has now joined the list. There aren't, there aren't many illegal immigrants in Arizona, are there? Oh, yeah. Arizona, Texas, California, probably. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, well, Proposition 308 was just passed with a 51.2% approval. But they voted on it. Yes. Wait it a will, minute. It will allow Arizona students, regardless of immigration status, to be eligible for financial aid at state universities and community colleges. And it also qualifies such students for in-state tuition rates, reversing a 2006 decision to block undocumented students from qualifying. Now, eligible students must graduate from an Arizona high school or homeschool equivalent and have attended for two years. Five minutes later, all of that will be wiped out as well. And it's just going to be, come on in, everybody. Come on in. Now, if you're from a different state and you want to go to an Arizona State University, no, no, you must pay that out-of-state tuition. Oh, especially if you're a U.S. citizen. Uh, yes. No, seriously, yes. though, this it, it's confusing on, on more than one front. First of all, the voters approved this by a slim margin. What was it, 51.2%? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. That's just mind-boggling, but, but that also shows me, um, well, who's voting in Arizona. But... Arizona joins 22 other states, along with Washington, D.C., which offer financial aid, watch, for illegal immigrants. 14 states, states implement what's known as tuition equity. <laughs> Don't even get me going. He's uh, getting feisty over there. These laws to extend in-state tuition rates, according to the National 
Immigration Law Center. So just like in our health care where an illegal immigrant, God bless them, most, most of them, I think, try to come over here because they hear about how free America is and what's great about this country because they come from dictatorships or communist nations or drug-infested uh, countries led by the cartels. And they come over to America, so God bless them, but go through the process of becoming a legal citizen Please, we, we welcome you, but please go through the process. But here we are, we're awarding, and how do we reward them with our tax dollars? Yeah, Katie, where do they get this money? It grows on trees. For the Or in Arizona, it gro grows in the Grand Canyon, and they just dig it out. Oh, I didn't Grand know Canyon. that. You just, just got to excavate it, that's all. It's <laughs> down there in the canyon. It's that's why the there. canyon's so big. It used uh, to be filled with money. And then the United States has taken it all, and that's why it's a big hole now. So there's gold in them there hills. There's gold in them. Or in them there canyons. Mm, that's I right. I get it. That's right. Well, still to come, a new study <laughs> has found that employers admit they care much, much more about oh, real-world experience. But I got that paper college degree here. Doesn't that matter? Well, it doesn't. We're going to talk about it next. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. Paper or plastic, that's an option in life. Um, what's another option? Uh, leaded or unleaded? Caffeinated? Decaffeinated? Um, educated or Christ in culture or healthy republic? See, I threw your option in there Thank as well. You. Oh, wait. The mugs? Since you're talking about it, can I just, yes, can I just let you know? All right. Everyone, ahead. we have mugs oh, now. Oh, we have mugs for you. To, to celebrate Christmas glory here. Look at those mugs showing those mugs. There you go. And you can get some swag while you're at it. All you have to do is go to freedomproject.com slash store and get yourself some nice mugs and a, a shirt or two. Why not? Okay, but David, back to you. All right. So we were talking options, right? Options. Trending. The headline is bachelor's degrees have become optional for more jobs across industries. Now, this is the, over at the College Fix. Both private and public employers rely more on alternative qualifications. Bachelor's degrees, in other words, college degrees, have become optional for more jobs across industries of development driven by high labor demand and more college alternatives. So according to Michael Gibson, uh, he's the, an author, an entrepreneur, he told the College Fix College has become a titanic assembly line for forcing students onto a bogus pre-professional track. He said most skills, and Katie's over there nodding. Yep, it's true. Yep, yep. most yep. skills mm -hmm. are specific to the job, which means on-the-job training is the only training, Gibson said. It may be true that healthcare and, and positions requiring some background familiarity with science and tech should require proof of knowledge, but a college degree is hardly proof of knowledge. So I, this makes sense. So get trained Dollars on the job, sense. not this overall whatever information, if you want to even use the word information lightly when you come to, when you talk about public universities, um, optional 
Mm-hmm. Bachelor's degrees, Katie. It it makes a lot of dollars and cents. And when you started talking and you said you could have paper or plastic, now you use your plastic to pay for your piece of paper over here. <laughs> and, and it's proving that it, anyone out there who has a job, who went to college, can anyone raise their hand if they learned everything in college and didn't need to be trained at all for their job? That's what I thought. I didn't see any hands, of course. I we, saw no hands. Yeah. I saw no hands. For those of you listening by radio, there's no hands that went there's up. No hand. Or by podcast. Or by podcast. Zero hands are in the air. <laughs> and that's the truth because every company does something a little different. Now, if the government had its way, everyone would be uniform and they would do all the things the same way. But we still have the right to private industry around here. So we have on-site training for whatever specific job you are going to be doing in whatever private industry you are going into. Makes and, sense. And the college classes used to teach you the basic skills of how to you know, communicate with other people or do finances or do writing so that you can then take those and transfer them into the job so you can be trained specifically on the details. But no, no, instead now you're not even getting that to be able to mm, be a well-rounded citizen mm-hmm. as you go out to become whatever it is that you desire and gibson is right here that's what we're saying gibson is right yeah you should be trained on the job so you don't need that piece of paper necessarily one more thing this shift comes as demand for workers how many of you across the country have seen now hiring signs or hey hey now raise your hand apply here you know work i'm gonna raise my hand on this one yeah we need workers (laughs) everybody has seen that at a level we haven't seen i think in my lifetime i haven't seen any more than all the businesses that are hiring. The shift comes as demand for workers remains high. Um, The Journal reported, the Wall Street Journal reported, job postings far outpace the number of unemployed people looking for work. 10.7 million openings in September, compared with the 5.8 million unemployed, creating unusually stiff competition for workers. So friends, there are jobs out there and more of them do not require a college degree. That's right. All right. Well, make sure you hit that like button if you're watching us on social media. And please do send us your feedback at stayeducated.org. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.